Hey, my name is Andrew Priestley, and welcome to Manage Your Money. Uh, it's episode number 23, and we've been looking at, basically we've been looking at uh, big showstoppers as to why uh, you can't manage your money, or the roadblocks to taking action. Basically, I'm looking at the roadblocks to taking action for managing money effectively. And yesterday, or rather on the last episode, um. I gave you a little impromptu activity, which was to answer the question, I'm no good at managing my money because... I wonder if you did that. I wonder if you actually stopped and wrote down a few reasons. You know, it's, Something I found works really well is when you have a provocation question or provocation statement like, I'm no good at managing my money because... Um, and you write down some reasons... What I've found is most people stop at about one or two or three reasons, then they say, right, I've had enough of that, I want to move on to the next thing. Um, so if you're going to do this that activity, try and get as many as you can. Just keep asking the same statement again and again and again. I'm no good at managing, I'm no good with money, I'm no good at managing my money because, uh, the reason I'm no good at managing my money is because, and see what answers that you come up with. Okay. Here's the truth. You can change the way you think about money at any time you want. In fact, you can hire a wealth coach, for example. Um, you can uh, engage someone like Fanny Snaith in the UK, S-N-A-I-T-H. Look her up. She's fantastic. And what she does is help you overcome self-imposed limitations. Okay. See, that's the key to it. It's self-imposed. You're making it up. Right? It's uh, it's in your mind. It's in your thinking, right? And the truth is that you can change the way you think about money at any time, okay? And that means, therefore, um, that you can change your circumstances. You can change your core beliefs. You can change any limiting beliefs or behaviours you have around managing money, okay? And I mentioned about welfare. There's a TV show in the UK about families who are second, third, and fourth generation welfare recipients, and it's called Life on Benefits. And the people featured in the program are usually angry at someone. They blame the government, they blame rich people, they blame other welfare recipients, but mostly they blame their family. This has just surprised me no end when I watch this show. The people they blame the most are their family, their own family. And usually while they've got this really big, long list of who to blame for why they haven't got money, often they're not on their own list. So they say things like, the reason I'm broke is because mum and dad were always broke. The reason I'm no good at managing money is because mum and dad were no good at managing money. right? But not everyone blames their parents or their upbringing or sees a hopeless future of being broke like mum and dad. right? The truth with money is there's some heavy lifting on the front end. You might have to do some hard work at the start, but you still have options. I recently met a successful young entrepreneur who said to me, the reason I'm wealthy is because mum and dad were always broke. See, it's the same reason, right? The reason I'm wealthy is because my mum and dad were always broke. The point is everyone has got values, beliefs and attitudes and habits about money that they learn when they're growing up. So you're not born with a money gene whereby you just naturally handle money, right? It's learned. Managing money is a learned behaviour, okay? I grew up in a family that didn't have much money, um, if I wanted something, um, I had to decide first, do I need it or do I want it? 
you know, my parents would say, Andrew, do you need it or do you want it? And I had to explain why I needed it. And if I proved that I need it, then I worked for the pocket money, saved up or paid it off in instalments. But if I wanted something, I worked for it and saved up for it. And that's how I bought my first bicycle, for example. Okay? But I appreciated and enjoyed my bike so much better. You know, if I wanted a, a, if I wanted a, a, a stereo player, for example, I worked hard and saved up for it. Because our family didn't uh, take bank loans, we didn't borrow money, we didn't use credit cards. Right? So the point I'm saying is that sometimes our approach to money is self-imposed. It's made up. It's habitual. It's what we've learned. It's a learned behavior. And from a clinical perspective, from a psychological perspective, whatever you've learned, you can learn something even better at any time you want. Right? You can change your beliefs. You know, you can say, well, I'm no good at managing money. Well, that's just a belief. It's just a limiting belief, right? Um, right now, the evidence supports that belief, right? But if we change a few small beliefs and change your behaviours, then what happens is suddenly you start to realise, actually, I can manage my money, right? And in fact, I'd probably say if you're paying your rent and you're paying your rates, and uh, you're paying your bills, then there's a high percentage of your behaviours right now that is actually good at managing money because you haven't been tossed out of your house, for example, if you're paying off your mortgage or your rents. Okay? Uh, some aspect of you is good at managing money. So on the next episode, I'm going to start playing with that a little bit more. Okay? See you then. <music>